Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. Episode 46 of the podcast that is sweeping the nation, the one and only One Man's Opinion. Thank you, thank you, thank you, folks, for all of your support this year making this podcast uh, relatively successful. I mean, much more successful than I think anybody had anticipated, including myself, had anticipated or thought of. Uh, the numbers are great. Downloads are great. Let's keep growing this thing in 2021. You want to hear me? I, I really, I owe it all to you. Every, if you're downloading and listening to this episode, um, it's just fantastic and appreciate you doing so. All the support means the world to me. And we can get more content out there, fantasy sports content. We know as the football season is wrapping up here, we'll get into some baseball stuff. We'll get into some basketball stuff. We'll talk strategy and seasonal, daily, sports betting, all different forms of that. With more life stories, more guests. We're just going to get this thing bigger and better than ever in 2021. I do so appreciate it. If you're just tuning in for the first time, to One Man's Opinion, this is Jeff Mans. I'm Jeff Mans. You could find my work over at fantasyguru.com for all things seasonal fantasy. The Fantasy Baseball Draft Guide is available now. Go out there and get it. Uh, elitefantasy.com as well. All things daily fantasy sports. Still got plenty of daily fantasy football to uh, coming down the pike as well. So we'll go all the way through the Super Bowls. We always do. Our NBA product is on sale now. Our NHL product is on sale right now. Or just be a VIP and get everything. MMA, PGA, NASCAR when it starts again. Every single sport that we always do. So uh, over there, EliteSportsBetting.com, where we're finishing up another successful season of betting on football. Another much, you know, well over 500 season, never had a losing season betting in daily and in seasonal. I, I've, it's just been a magic carpet ride. This season is no different. I appreciate all you guys there. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans, M-A-N-S, the Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Today on today's podcast, I'm recording this on New Year's Eve, by the way. So happy New Year to each and every one of you. I say it all the time. Please stay safe. I need every listener possible especially you in the podcast come on guys we need all of you we are a group we are a community we are the elite mafia we don't need anybody taking any dangerous risks or chances or getting behind the wheel and doing any kind of damage to yourself or somebody else just be safe this holiday please and thank you that is from me to you Uh, a lot to look back on i want to look back at 2020 a little bit uh i got awards to give out how about that Right? How about that? The Manzies, the Manzies Awards coming out today. I'll, I'll review 2020 in that way. We'll go back into the week 16 in fantasy football. Talk about that. I did wind up securing two championships in seasonal fantasy football out of the 10 leagues that I did. Not the greatest of um, uh, of marks, but I mean, 20% championship, pretty darn good. Did win both leagues that I was in the championship game of, which is. Uh, no small feat. And I don't think winning one championship is, is a letdown. Not to me, at least I love winning. So um, I'll talk about those, how I clinched them out. They are expert leagues. Uh, I will talk very candidly with you today about some of the mistakes that people made and mistakes that I made during the 2020 NFL season. 
And um, and then we'll look ahead to week 17, right? We'll still fantasy football to be had. I got a ton of callers on today's Sirius XM show uh, all about week 17 starts and sits, what have you. I will do a five-team parlay, and I will do a DFS NFL core four. How about that, map? What do you think about that, folks? Boom. That's what you get for downloading the podcast, right? You get all the content you so richly deserve. Um, uh, also want to thank, uh, while I'm in the thank you mood right now, I want to thank our sponsor, that's Stat Hero. Stat Hero came aboard late in the fantasy football season supporting this podcast. We do so appreciate it. Uh, another way to extend your DFS, your fantasy football season, your fantasy basketball season. They've got a great app, a great new site. You can play on any device, by the way. StatHero.com as well. And DFS Survivor Pools, they just launched their own sports book, which is called uh, Stat Hero Rivals. Pretty awesome stuff. It really is. So big thank you and shout out to Stat Hero for coming on board and supporting us as well. So here we are on the final day. Here I am on the final day. I don't know when you might be listening to this. Maybe it's the first week of 2021. And oh, shit, there's no change. Well, 2020 started out well, didn't it? I thought so. It was going to be a good year. 2020 vision. It's a nice, even number. It's a new decade. Everything started off very, very well. Um, I'm going to speak for, I will speak from my own point of view on this. And here, somebody asked me today on my uh, coffee video, if you're not aware, I do a coffee video every morning, fantasy football talk in a car, getting coffee. Every weekday, I go and drive to my local Dutch Bros, my favorite coffee coffee shop, and get my little iced latte and talk football or baseball or basketball. I talk all sports with you guys and just. But somebody asked me, "What am I uh, most proud of?" And I don't know. Something about the question got me rambling on for probably five ten minutes, just about you know the year that was. And I want to sort of bring that up here on a longer form podcast. Just talk about. Uh, for me personally, um, 2020, it was a kick in the nuts. It was a knockdown. It, it was all that good stuff. Somehow, some way, as I sit here on the final day of the year, I'm going to look back on a lot of great things that happened in 2020. And that's stunning. I, I, I wouldn't, I, even when I woke up this morning, I don't think I felt that way. I must have deep down, but I didn't realize it. And that's because. Something that I believe in, and if you listen to every episode of this podcast, you know I've been through plenty of shit, as it just like all of you, we all go through our shit, you know, whether it's, for me, it's been losing my parents, you know, passing away and uh, dealing with cancer a, a couple of years ago uh, myself and, um, you know, raising three kids and having, you know, uh, uh, my oldest be born with a heart defect and, you know, a lot of things like that. Um, I and you know a lot of hard times, right? It's just that's the way it is. We've all been through hard times. I feel that you learn what you're made of, and you learn who you are during the most difficult of times. When things are easy, and I'll talk for myself only, but I, I do believe it's like this with most people that I think we all get a little too full of ourselves. We get too a confident, we think our shit don't stink. We, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we, we get kind of cocky, if you will, when things are going well and great, we, we start believing in our own bullshit. 
And then we get knocked down and at times you feel miserable and horrible. Think like nobody likes you or nobody, you know, you're you're bad or whatever. You get depressed. And I've been through that. Remember um, uh, dealing with depression, my life with depression. Um, I forgot what episode that was, but um, yeah, I don't remember what episode that was, but either way, you know, this is uh, important stuff. And uh, when the going gets tough. And I remember the first time I ever realized that was when my father was passing away. He was in intensive care for like a month and a half, you know, trying to fight through his, uh, his illness, uh, cancer, three different types of cancer when he finally passed. Um, you know, and we stayed there overnight. We, we ran the hospital, me, my four brothers and sisters and girlfriend at the time who became my wife. And, you know, the whole family was there. We, we just made the most, out of the worst situation any of us had had dealt with. And I feel like 2020 for most of us has been that way. It's taken our out a lot from us. It's taken away freedoms and social events. It's taken away friends and family and and not just because the pandemic, I think the politics has also really fucked people up and really messed people up. And you kind of learn about one another and you realize, and it's depressing. I, I don't know if any of you are like me, but I look at it with family and friends and I was like, shit, they're not the people that I thought they were going into this year. And I'll tell you, I mentioned this on the coffee video as well. And I'm not afraid to say it. I'm going to, I will get into this in more detail. I promise. I kind of tease it all the time. Some of you really want to know the details about elite sports and what happened. But I came into this 2020 year not very proud of our company. I'm not afraid to admit that. I just wasn't very proud of it. I, I We did good work. We took care of our customers and, and did the things we, we needed to do. But there was a lot of bullshit behind the scenes that were just – it just wasn't right. And I wasn't comfortable with. And, um, you know, fuck it. I'll say it. I was not planning on staying here. That may even come as a shock to some of the people I still work with. I've never really, only a couple people really knew that. I was not really planning on being and staying with elite sports in 2020. Um, that was for a number of reasons. And, you know, I, I will get into some of those reasons in a later podcast or whatever. Uh, but as I sit here a year later, I couldn't even imagine going anywhere else. I couldn't even imagine doing anything else, being with other people. It, it has changed so significantly that it's uh, it's crazy to think of how I felt a year ago. A lot of that has to do with the people that are around me and the team that we have in place now are just fantastic. And they're professional and they're serious and they're honest. They have integrity. They have work ethic. Talent, I mean, all that. We've always had talent. Talent's never been a problem in the league. We've always had talent. But I have a massive amount of respect for everybody around. And furthermore, a massive amount of respect for the people I work with because we've been through it. And like I'll say from our company standpoint, the we've learned what people are made of. People went ape shit, went batshit crazy this year. Just flipped, just flipped out. And like I said, you find out what people are made of when the chips are down, when the bad times are happening, when everything's going well, it's easy to, to be cool and calm and collected and, and a good, you know, all that, a good person. And it's not easy. 
not at all when the, the chips are stacked against you. And I, this year was not easy. We almost lost our business. I mean, we could have easily lost our business. There was a good period of time where there just wasn't any sports. And we rallied around it. We started doing poker and horse racing and, and all that. And mind you, you know, not for money. You know, we weren't doing it for two, three months. We didn't even charge. Gave everybody, you know, free, opened up the sites and things. We just did it. And uh, people didn't get paid. And when we did get paid, didn't get paid exactly what we were supposed to get paid. And took a lot of that stuff. No different than any one of you out there as well. I'm sure you all went through it. And having been through it, I'm going to look back at this the rest of my life as one of the best times ever. Because we bonded. We had these poker games. We had these sitting there. We found Slappy and our, our crew in the uh, VIP chat over EliteSportsBetting.com. They're, they're still there every freaking day. And I can't wait to get back to now the football's over. I'm going to get back in there, man. I haven't been – I've danced in there a couple of times in chat, but they're betting our horses and winning parlays and, and winning uh, trifectas and having a great time. And Ted's already going to start the poker games back up again. Uh, real soon. I mean, man, I love that shit. That's it's just going to be the fondest memories we have. Fuck the pandemic. Fuck all of it. We did what we had to do. Hopefully we all get through it better off than we were before. And that's all you could say. Uh, But I I just, I am just enamored and so proud of the job we've done at elites sports network that's you know fantasy guru elite fantasy elite sports betting you know we've had people leave and go start their own shit and do this and that and most of you have stuck with us and i recognize a lot of you stuck with me and that means something to me that it's not numbers on a sheet it's not just my ego it's a personal thing you you've chosen to download this podcast, sit through some boring fucking episodes while I talk about whatever the hell it is, you know what I mean? Whatever topics, you know, I know they're not all hits. I I get it. I'm not an easy guy to listen to. Sometimes I yell a lot. I get passionate and and whatever. So those who stuck with us, um, you mean the world to me. Really do. Really do. In in any form. If you watch a coffee video, if you're a serious XM listener, a podcast listener, maybe you're you're behind this. Maybe you're a sports better or a seasonal at fantasy guru or elite fantasy or our uh, our free site, um, fanlinksports.com, you know, wherever or just follow on Twitter or social media. I appreciate each and every one of you. I really do. And um, it means everything. So uh, that's why we're going, we keep going and nothing will get in our way. And I feel so much stronger at the end of 2020 than I did going into it. As optimistic as I was, way more optimistic on life in general. But I, I, we're stronger having gone through it and having gone through it, through it together really means something. That's for all my coworkers at the site. It's for the, the investors that believed in us all the way through in Orange Capital and uh, Daniel Lewis and Sean Cantor, who don't really get mentioned ever. And these guys that uh, have supported us, you know, through everything and through the hardest of times. I've learned a lot about them. And I hope they've learned a lot about me in the in the process. Um, so that's where we go there. Um, you know, I start out fucking. I went to Disney World. Like took the whole family to Disney World mid February. Had the time of our lives. Stayed in a big ass suite and rode every ride. Did all this shit. Went to a Suns game. You know the the 
day before, uh, like the week before, the weekend before, all uh, the shit hit the fan with the NBA and everything. And then the pandemic happened and just everything was taken away and everything was just gone, you know, and it, it was so crazy and grocery shopping and stocking up on toilet paper and food. I went to, I remember I was out at the movie theater when the whole Ruby, Rudy Gobert things hit and the NBA shut down, which sort of the first domino to really befall sports and the entertainment industry and everything. I was at the freaking movie theater. I don't even remember what movie it was. I don't even remember. Fuck was it? No, I, I don't even remember the movie that I was seeing because my phone was going, um, going absolutely bananas. Right? I can't remember what it was. What the fuck was it? Anyway, doesn't matter. It, it, you know, and I went straight to the grocery store and just loaded up on stuff because I realized that this is it's going down, man. This is going to be. This is going to be. Um, not it's not good. This is not like everything else. I underestimated the coronavirus and everything. I, I did a tweet that said, "Oh yeah, coronavirus is the same as swine flu and SARS and all these other things." And in hindsight, fucking stupid thing to say, stupid thing to think. It's what I thought at the time, and I was wrong. You know, just just wrong. There's much bigger problem and much bigger a fucking global pandemic that's hurt everybody not any person not affected by it so um that's where that's where we started the year and you know for as much as 2020 has affected you remember here's one thing i want to say and then we'll get into the manzies the man's awards for 2020 and then uh we'll start talking about week 16 five team parlay core four all that just let me let me just say one more thing before i let it uh all go and oh onward that was the movie i saw onward it was at the with the kids at the full family can't believe it now i'm like what fucking movie was that onward i was seeing on that day in march march 8th or whatever anyway um the however it affects one thing I hope everybody takes away from 2020 and I know it, it doesn't infiltrate some of you and not saying that negatively, but always remember that as bad as anything has been for you has always been worse to somebody else for somebody else. All right. And I'm not going to get into wearing a mask and spreading the virus, all this shit. You guys do what you want. You do what you do. And I'm not, I'm not that guy, but I, I do want to say that always remember that it isn't only about you. It's not about you getting coronavirus. It's not about you, um, what you want to do or what you can do or your rights. Think about the other people. And what I really want to say is think about the kids. I look at my kids, 18, 16 and 10 and look at, all that was taken away. My daughter had her high school graduation taken away. My other daughter's on the Palm team and got that. It took years and years of dance to have that taken. Their friends have all had to lock down or, or some get out, some don't, all that. My 10-year-old has had no sports. He back-to-back champions in his uh, basketball league, his uh, Park District Basketball League. And they're all staying together and just learning and friends and everything. And that's all gone. My, I don't think my son's had a friend over or seen a single friend. They've been homeschooled. They have not had it for the entire year since March. Think about that. That's the thing. My kid was never going to be a professional basketball player. 
I'm not Ted Schuster and think my kids are going to be like pro athletes. It's not going to happen. But um, he lost a lot. A whole year of not playing sports, organized sports. His little league team was just starting too. Um, he was playing basketball. It was actually baseball. It played two games and then that was gone. And we had just gone out and uh, bought him um, one of those harnesses to swing. And he was really starting to get really starting to make good contact with the ball and drive the baseball first time in his life. And it was, it was gone. It's over. You get that back. Maybe, you know, you've got to walk back up the mountain, but think about all the, that kids and your kids and your nephews and nieces and grandchildren or whoever, all that's been taken for them. Cause I think that year of development, you can't get back as an adult. We, you know, we've, we're fully developed. We have the brain we have, we have the physique we have, we have everything. What about the kids? And that's, that's the takeaway. What about their social um, anxiety and social, uh, you know, their ability to socialize and their sports development, physical development. It's a big, 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 big deal. So think about that next time you're crying about whether it's a mask or whether it's about whatever it is. It doesn't matter. I don't, whatever you're going to do, whether you have to stay inside or going outside or whatever, think think about how bad it is for the kids out there. All right, the Man's Awards. It's a yearly tradition here. Uh, yeah, this is the first year on the podcast, but I've given away the Man's Awards. I'm just going to go to the fun stuff, all right? And what have I, some fun things. What have we learned during the pandemic, during isolation, during our uh, staying inside during our quarantine of 2020 best new show best new show for me the jeff man's awards the manzies it's not a new show it's something i found on netflix is it tiger king could it be tiger king maybe maybe was it uh the last dance my chicago bulls i love that one too there's a lot of new ones but i'll tell you the best show of 2020 for me, New Girl. Un, it came, unbelievable. It came out of absolute nowhere. One of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. And I thought I didn't have any. I passed up New Girl 17 times. I, I, never, I had to be kicked, dragged, kicking, screaming to watch that fucking show. And it's maybe one of my favorite shows ever. It is so damn funny. Absolutely incredible. So new girl, congratulations. You won the Manzi Award for the best new show of 2020, at least to me. Uh, best movie of 2020. That's a difficult one. Didn't get to see a lot of movies. Did see Onward in the theater. Pretty much the only movie theater experience of this year for me. Uh, I'll say I love the King of Staten Island. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's a weird guy. I really never liked him on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I know the story. His dad passed away when he was uh, real young in 9-11, obviously. And just all that stuff. I thought the King of Staten Island was just fantastic. It's somewhat, it's semi-autobiographical for him. Uh, Bill Burr was fantastic in it uh, as well. It's just a great movie. And at heart, it was funny. And I really, really enjoyed it. And by the way, Pete Davidson has come on strong this year. During the quarantine, he had that, this is a Drake song. I miss my ex. This is a Drake song. Go Google that. This is a Drake song that he had on SNL during the quarantine back in like April. And then he's been uh, balling out. I'm a Saturday Night Live regular. I always tape it and watch it. 
you know, two, three in the morning, either Saturday or when I'm writing the recap article on Sunday, it'll be on. And uh, Pete Davidson has, has been fantastic in it. So that gets the best movie in the man's award for 2020 best new song. How about this one? You, if you listen on Sirius XM, you may, um, you may have heard this song. It's the new song that's a rejoin in the final segment of the program. And that's a song called bang by AJR. It's fantastic. Let's go out with a bang. Boom, boom, boom. It's fantastic. It's a, just a great song. Good beat. Uh, it's fun. It's just, uh, it's a great tune, man. I, I love it. And it made it all the way onto the show. Don't get many new songs on our show on Sirius XM, but that one made it. So best new song goes to AJR and bang best video game of 2020. Well, if it was my favorite, I would just go Madden 21. A lot of people hating on the Madden 21 version because they didn't do many upgrades. And there's some, there's some like kinks in the game too. Some, uh, um, things that aren't right uh it, like if you play two player you can't it you can't play it always takes you back to rookie even if you're on all madden or anything. it's the weird some, some real weird flaws in madden 21 still my favorite but the uh best video game of 2020 has to go to animal crossings i'm not a fan not my type of game but my kids play the game and it's become a real social game it's brought people together uh you know, and um, we have it on the Nintendo Switch, and yeah, it's just a real cool game. Everyone seems to love that game. I've never played it myself, but it's immensely popular. It's sold out everywhere. It brought people together, families. That's that's to me one thing I've noticed as I've gotten into my forties. Here, it's one thing that oh, I like Call of Duty. I like you know Madden, or you like shoot 'em up games, or whatever it is. But there's not that many that you could play. I, to me, a fun game is something I could play with my myself. I could play with uh, the 18, 16-year-olds, the older you know, teenagers. I could play with my son who's 10 years old. And you could play with a six-year-old. You know, that, if you Something for the entire family, that's a good game. And same with movies and shows. like that. Those are good. I have my taste in movies and show when I'm by myself. But again, doing it for other people. So Animal Crossings gets the nod there. I got to give a, spe- a special guest category just for 2020 best musical. I fucking love Hamilton. Oh, I love it. I did see it live when it came to uh, ASU, uh, Arizona State University, um, a couple of years ago, and it is just fantastic. And now the movie came out in Disney Plus. So, best musical, Hamilton, shout out. Um, um, favorite songs, favorite Hamilton songs, spontaneous top five. Oh boy, that that would be a uh, a hard one. A- absolutely, um, um, I don't like my shots. I, I like um, what? Wait for it would be number one. I think um, I'm a big. I actually like uh, uh, I like the Dear Theodosia. I love the end. Um, one, the election of 1800 or your obedient servant. I love that one. Uh, that would be three of mine. Washington on your side would be fourth. And then um, the one where uh, Tom Jefferson comes back. I love that. Uh, that song, that one too. Um, what the fuck is that? I'm blanking on the name of that song. Um, 
totally blanking on the name of that song. I don't know why I can't think of the name of uh, when Hamilton comes back. So there it is. Uh, anyway, there that those are my top five Hamilton songs. If you haven't seen it, highly recommended. Uh, my new love for 2020. This is a tough one. Hopefully, my wife is not listening. Um, my new love for 2020 is indeed TikTok. The Jeff Mans over there. TikTok has helped me get through it. It's the fucking best social media app there is. Oh, I thought you like Twitter. I like Twitter's okay. Twitter's turned into a cesspool. We all know it. You know, Twitter's a necessary thing. Most of you I, who follow me, I do like. Some of you I don't like. I, I think you're too political. You're too divisive. Today, uh, if you guys saw that whole um, that whole uh, you know big fight between uh, Mississippi State and Tulsa, and somehow my phone when I tweeted it out, I wrote. Um, Tulane instead of Tulsa and everybody it's not Tulane it's Tulsa fuck you like my god I mean Mike could you imagine think about this think that the younger you never you're lucky the younger you never realize you're gonna grow up to be that dude that dude that's like it didn't age well you meant tells and you said too late <laughs> you don't spell this word right you know you misspell the word in a tweet i fucking found autocorrects man i'm telling you it autocorrect tells to the too late i don't know how i'm thinking did i do i tweet do i text people about Tulane? like who do i know that i had no idea no uh no idea you know but um anyway that was that just those people and TikTok doesn't have that shit, man. It's not political. It's not no judging. People aren't judging. It's just fun. People singing and dancing and, and giving advice and just, just, it's just better. It's just a better place to be. Now I'm sure it'll get ruined probably by the end of 2021. TikTok will be an absolute cesspool the way the other social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram has become, but Fuck, man. I love TikTok. It's my new love for 2020. All right, let's talk some numbers, fellas. Uh, when you see millions of dollars every week being offered in traditional DFS, it lures you in, right? Everyone thinks they have that shot at the million-dollar lotto ticket, but how often are you actually cashing in? Did you know you have less than 1% chance to win real any real money in those contests? Well, you don't. Well, now you can play something better. Stat Hero. Stat Hero provides daily fantasy survivor pools to give you easier chances to win. No more sharks. No more competing with thousands of other lineups. You compete against Stat Hero. If you beat Stat Hero, you get paid. That's it. That's all you have to do. Stat Hero runs DFS survivor pools across all sports and you pays you out every time that you advance. No more rankings. No more impossible odds. You want to win for once? Try competing against Stat Hero and experience the difference. Use the promo code ELITE. E-L-I-T-E for a 25% match on your first deposit. And now Stat Hero can be played on any mobile device over at stathero.com. So get into that, everybody. All right, enough about 2020 and a shitty year. Let's talk about uh let's talk about winning championships. I won two of them this past week in week 16. Two expert leagues, by the way, which is always fun. Listen, I love my home league and love to win that every now and then. When I do, but uh, there's something special about beating my fellow competitors and people that ha- own and operate other websites and commissioner services and people within the fantasy space. It's tough, right? There's a lot on the line. There's pride. Um, none of these, neither one of these leagues, I want any money. 
but I still take a lot of pride in it. Quite honestly, they're are the seven teams that I made the playoffs with seven out of 10. I think that's the thing I'm most proud of this year. And only one, two got bounced in five different playoffs. That was not easy to endure. And I was worried going into week 16 that because my team wasn't loaded and I didn't like the matchups, but I'll tell you what happened. And it's just staying power, right? Didn't have to have the best team, but had the most competitive team. My, here are my starting lineups in the Mike Wars League. I had Kyler Murray, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, um, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf. Now, those three are fantastic. Uh, no question about that. But um, Hayden Hurst at tight end. Jonathan Taylor was my other running back. The Washington Potatoes was my defense. It's a good lineup. It's, it's just no real stars. The breakout star was DK Metcalf. Allen Robinson, nobody wants to give credit to at all because all he does is put up 12 or 11 targets a game, seven, eight receptions a game, 80 yards a game. Like that. He, just, he just is consistent. There's no big – and I didn't get any peak performances other than maybe Jonathan Taylor in last week to win this one. I won 134.9 to 110.1. Okay, and I faced Lamar Jackson, I faced Alvin Cook, I faced Brandon Ayuk and Tyree Kill. Got lucky on the Tyree Kill thing for sure. Um, you know, but it is what it is. I did face Rob Gronkowski in that one, and I was able to bring it home. And, you know, and that one was solid. My other starting lineup, you're going to notice, very similar. And I tell you, this is how you set up your teams. This is You want to win multiple championships and have monster years. Uh, Kyler Murray, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. Sounds familiar, right? Deontay Johnson sounds familiar. And on that one, I have Calvin Ridley. I have Chris Godwin. I have Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and then I uh, my flex was Jeffrey Wilson Jr. And then I had the Chicago defense. So that league, I, I stampeded. But in that league, it's really where, and that's the, the sleeper, fantasy expert sleeper draft, is um, – they started Jalen Hurts over Russell Wilson. And they started Tony Pollard over David Johnson, which obviously was a fucking nightmare. Why would anybody ever have done that beyond me? They had Tyreek, too. They had Metcalf, actually, in that one. Uh, did go against Adam Thielen in that one, who had a good week. But they started Justin Gage. Started Gage and Pollard. It's like, what are you, and Jalen Hurts, what are you doing? The chasing, it's just such, it was such a bad idea. And, and I felt good about it going in. I didn't like the matchups. I did think Jalen Hurts might be able to screw me. When you tell me Justin Gage and, and Tony Pollard are in your lineup with Zeke back, I knew that. I knew I had it. I knew I had that one. I just felt that. In my bones, I felt it. I knew it. And that was... um exactly what it was and that's what uh i mean that's how i got to win 167 to 104.9 crushed him so a couple of championships here for me in 2020 um very proud of those teams not not the greatest of teams remember um i didn't have nick chubb most of the year i didn't have austin eckler most of the year in one of these deontay was a late round pick medcalf and ridley guys i was high on super high on Going into it, Jeffrey Wilson Jr. was a guy I picked up that week in the sleeper draft. I picked him up that week. I mean, 
talk about people not paying attention. Like, come on, man. That's it's almost embarrassing. I almost feel bad about it. I don't, but almost do. So, uh, you know, those were my championship teams. It was a successful run. Obviously, going into week 17, 14 out of 16 profitable weeks in DFS. I've never done that before. I've never had a losing season of DFS, but I've never won like this. Never at this level. Like just constant winning. And I said this on the Sirius XM show, and I'll say it here again. We adapted from last year. One year ago, lineup trains were just ruining our lives in cash games. They, they, this lineup trains were not a problem at the start of 2019. They became a problem around November where they started grouping their money together, multi-accounting using one lineup and just running trains. That's what they did. And it was tough to get used to it. And, and we were, but we prepared. That's what we spent the quarantine. Just not sitting around watching fucking Tiger King, man. We were in the lab. I was in the lab. I worked my ass off in March, April, May, June, July, August. Just worked my ass off dealing with company things, dealing with people leaving who couldn't fucking handle it, who got scared of everything, who thought politics were the way to go. I kept fighting. I, kept, I said I was focused on how are we going to make this the best experience for our people? How are we going to win money when the football season starts? What that's that was what I was focused on, and that's why we went to Super Draft and asked them, okay, what can you do for our people? We could set up tons of contests for you. Awesome, great. Here we go. That's how. That's what we did. We had a great time doing it. Super Draft's a wonderful partner of ours, and uh, and then we also said, well, how are we going to combat lineup trains? Well, let's find out what the chic things to do. And what, what the deficiencies of a lineup optimizer, what are they? Um, the, the, uh, they've been, we, we stayed ahead of them because lineup optimizers can't stay on top of news. And 2020 was all about news, 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 COVID news, injury news. There are no beat writers anymore or reporters. There's people that follow the team, but they don't do anything unless it's tweeted at them. So it's really up to us. And the optimizers have no chance. They can't think on a dime. If one player is out, if Dalvin Cook's out like he is for week 17, there's no, there's no getting that back. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to adapt. They have to re-log in and redo everything. And instead of going to the cheaper alternative, Alexander Madison or somewhere, they, they just replace, oh, well, he's out. Dalvin Cook's out, and we'll go to like Austin Eckler. And that's not the right thing to do. It's a whole different situation. So knowing that, you know, we built our lineups pretty contrarian all year. You notice that. Those of you who paid attention to the core four this entire season know. You know, core four, you know, an obvious player two in there. A lot of Travis Kelsey, of course, because tight end was we realized that that's another thing. We adapted that real quick. You know, we had a good week one. I think the first two weeks were good at tight end. Then we went a four-week, like, just shit spell with the tight end position. I said, all right, enough. I'm not doing this anymore. Until I could figure out tight end, I'm paying up. And guess what? Never really figured it out until Travis Kelsey became so expensive that it was just, you know, detrimental to your lineup. And then we pivot. And then what happened? At that point, the lineup trains were just getting to Travis Kelsey. They adjusted six weeks too late. 
six weeks later than we did. They had him, so it was tough for a couple weeks. And then they kept with him after we bailed and realized how to combat Travis Kelsey. And we're just been ahead of them the whole way. And that's what we're going to do next year and the year after that. We're going to keep doing it. Line of trains are done. They had a nice uh, half of a line of trains, 2019 to 2020, and then they died. They're they're done. So that's why we – and when you talk about 30, 40 entries into a cash game, which a cash game contest with 100 participants, if you stay ahead of those 30, 40 people, you're you're golden. You're golden. You You have to beat one lineup, but you're beating 30, 40 people. See, it's judo using an opponent's momentum against them. That's what we did. That's how we outsmarted them. That's how we beat them. So real proud of that this year as well. Something else that we uh, found. And hopefully we'll make it 15 to 17 profitable weeks uh, after this one. So um, that that was that. Um, The other things from week. 16 listen if you may i talked to people all week long a lot of you won championships some of you didn't some of you lost in championship games don't feel discouraged you played in a final game it sucks to lose the super bowl no question about it but i think we give too much shit to people like the buffalo bills i consider one of the best dynasties of all time better than the cowboys better you know i, I think they're just better um didn't win one super bowl but went to four straight that that's more impressive than going to one or two in a row. Way more in winning the boat. I don't care. Yes, I want to win. Yes, I want to close out. Playing in that final game takes some doing. It takes. It's not easy. So be proud of that. Just figure out how to close next year. You made it to the very end. Everybody in your league was watching your score. That's a hell of an achievement. Be proud of it. Um, all right. It is New Year's Eve. Who, I don't know who's going to download this and when you're going to download it. Let's get into the brass tacks. You guys have put up with enough of me. Maybe you skipped ahead. Who knows what you've done? Um, uh, let's do the five-team parlay. Five-team parlay. I will post all these bets over EliteSportsBetting.com. Um, go over there. If you have been with us all year long, either at the betting site, Fantasy Guru, and or Elite, fantasy.com remember that if you want to try out our basketball product our hockey product dfs betting or be a vip uh this is the best time to do it to get in you know especially quite honestly for fancy guru subscribers because the season's this season's over the football season after week 17 now we'll we have a playoff league that we're doing which um, I need to qualify some of you because I want to qualify some podcast listeners on here as well. So um, I'm going, here's what I'm going to do. You're going to have to rewind. You fuckers that skipped over my shit in the beginning, uh, the Manzi awards. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to this week and this weekend, new year's weekend, I'm going to ask randomly for, the answer i'll ask a random question about one of the manzi awards and you have to tell you know the person somebody maybe the first one or whoever replies i'll choose one random person that replies to that or maybe two three four five people reply to it uh with the correct answer you will win a spot in the playoff league playoff league i put up my own cash my own money i'll put up a subscriptions bought and paid for elite sports betting elite fantasy Fantasy Guru, fantasy baseball draft guides, and some T-shirts and gear 
through our uh, store that's available at elitefantasy.com, our shop. So uh, I will supply all the prizes for this contest. And there's 100 spots available to you, 50 of which belong only to subscribers for the three sites. The rest of you, uh, the more you subscribe, the more you listen. If you listen to everything I do, I'll give you a fucking spot. Absolutely. Uh, that's how much I appreciate it. But for those who just listen to podcasts, give you guys some opportunities there as well. So um, look for that at Jeff underscore man. I'll be tweeting out just the question and you answer, you know what you're playing for people who just follow on Twitter. Didn't listen to the podcast. They don't know what they're playing for. They don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. So um, there you go. Um, so I'll be asking those questions as well. And uh, by the way, yeah. So support, Email support, support at EliteFantasy.com. And if you're a current subscriber, we'll give you the deepest discount available um, to whatever you want to try over it. And I assure you, our team, uh, notice I didn't promote that as much last year. Like I I would always promote my work because I controlled my work and I believe in my work. My work, I'm going to always take care of my people. And this is a different experience where I trust our MBA product. Like I trust it to the highest level, not just one or two pieces. I trust every single thing we do on a, every single day basis. That's how good, that's a good feeling for me. So hockey, I've always trusted. I've always endorsed our hockey products. Um, and then baseball, baseball over fancy guru, a thousand percent with Ray flowers and Vlad Sedler and Rob Povia, myself, Ted Schuster. I mean, that's a great product too. So anyway, Five-team parlay. Let's get to it. Uh, I gave this one away on the air today. Right now, the Cleveland Browns are nine-point favorites against the Pittsburgh Steelers because Steelers are resting some key players. They are resting Roethlisberger, Marquise Pouncey, TJ Watt. So that's not great. But I'm going to ask you this question. Are the Steelers without those players better, better equal to New York Jets? Right? I mean, right? They, they, they're still better. Jets were nine-point underdogs last week as well. Cleveland still has COVID-19. Now, Landry and the, some of the receivers got activated, but Denzel Ward went on the COVID-19 list. You know, they, they have um, – um, the uh damn it I'm, I'm blanking on the linebacker now that that's uh out for them as well there's two members of the team putting put on COVID-19 list and there may be more by the time we get to Sunday take the nine points Cleveland if they win that game they're not winning by 10 points they will not win that game by a lot I'm telling you this folks so that's that's damn lock. And if you can somehow get nine and a half or ten, good lord, do it. But at nine points where it sits right now, go out and get it. Pittsburgh plus nine. Uh, Green Bay Packers minus five and a half at Chicago. Absolutely. Packers still playing. Uh, no number one seed on the line. Home field advantage on the line. All, all of this stuff in the NFC. Packers are going to play. It was never a contest five weeks ago against the Bears. Uh, they blew them out of the water. Bears are playing for their playoff lives, yes, but uh, I just don't see it mattering. The Green Bay is going to win by at least a touchdown. Five and a half points, no-brainer right there. Uh, what else? Other games that I like here. One more against the spread, and I got some over-unders. I like a lot of over-unders this week. I like, I'm going to put. I'm going to have quite a bit of bets. 
up there at EliteSportsBetting.com this week because um, I like a lot of these games. I love Week 17. When everybody else is confused, that's where I flourish. The other game I like, I like the Las Vegas Raiders. They're only one-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Now, Denver opened this game as minus three favorites. Crazy. Why? That's fucking weird. The Raiders will play hard. Gruden always has his team prepared and motivated, all that. One-and-a-half-point favorites. In Denver on the road, no doubt, but I don't see this. Uh, I, I don't see this being a problem. I, I just don't. I don't see it. They beat him by twenty-five last time, thirty-seven to twelve, um, in, in Las Vegas uh, back in Week Ten, and I think the Raiders run away with this game. He's at one and a half points. I mean, even if they kick a last-second field goal to win, that's three. So easy, easy winner right there. Las Vegas Raiders one and minus one and a half against the Denver Broncos. Then a couple over unders for you. Uh, Colts Jaguars. Why in the world is this game a 49 and a half point total? No way, man. Jaguars. Who? What? Everyone's heard on Jacksonville. Nobody's playing for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's celebrating. They're getting Trevor Lawrence in the spring. I mean, this is that's a terrible line. I mean, what do you think Jacksonville's going to score? Do they score 10 points? And if so, do you really think Indianapolis is going to score 39? Are you fucking crazy? On what planet did the Colts score that many points? I think this game will be in hand. I think Indianapolis is going to run away with it, of course. But the final score, maybe it gets 30 to 10. 28 to 10, 31 to 10, 31, 13. It, it doesn't get within a touchdown. I don't think of the, of the total. And what's funny is, oh my God, I'm looking at it now. William Hill, golden nugget. And at WinBet, all have this game at 50. It opened up at 48. It's gone up point and a half on the consensus. FanDuel DraftKings have it at 49 and a half currently. Circa has 49 and a half, but it's 50 at these other, but wow. Well, just play that. Just pound the under on that game. And then finally 49er Seahawks, another game. And nobody's evidently been watching these two teams play 46 and a half is the current total that's going under as well. Seattle just hasn't been there offensively and playing on the road. I think Seattle wins this game. San Francisco's going to try to run. They don't have Brandon. Ayuk on the third string quarterback i mean seattle's defense has been a lot better a lot 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 better since jamal adams has come back so you know can this game you know can it be 24 14 24 17 yeah i can absolutely but it's not going to get over 46 and a half total points I don't see that happen. I pound the under on Seattle, San Francisco as well. Those are my five-team parlay for week 17, everybody. Uh, DFS NFL core four time. Let's go. Cash game breakdown will be out on New Year's Day, Friday evening, everybody. No live stream. The live stream will be combined once again with the chat for all you subscribers at EliteFantasy.com, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. Saturday. Now, hopefully – Fucking works. Last week, 
um, their server that hosts our live stream didn't work. And I had to go to Twitter uh, and do a video there. And then I did a two and a half hour chat. Anyway, can't do that this week. So, uh, well, I could probably do the video, but I, I can't spend another four hours in there um, because of previous engagements just can't do it. So uh, it, it should be fine. It's been working. Should be good to go. Hour and a half lot, 90 minute live stream, elitefantasy.com, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. Okay. Here's where I sit right now. And this information is going to be outdated by the time that you guys listen to this. And there's nothing I can really do about it because news is traveling fast and furious this entire week. I'm not going to pay down. The, the value is going to be there. So you have to go to the players. The most important position this year it is quarterback in DFS. You can't miss on your quarterback. Just can't do it. That's why we do always Watson. We sign up for that. Um, we use Kyler a ton this year. You know, we, we used Russell Wilson earlier in the year. We used Herbert a ton when he was underpriced. We've used Mitch Trubisky when he's been underpriced. Um, you know, we've gone in those directions, and it, it's worked out. This week, as I sit right here, it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the most to play for. He's facing one of the worst defenses in the league in the Cincinnati Bengals. It, it's, it's not even win and you're in. It's you, they absolutely have to, if they lose, they're out, which is exactly the situation you want Lamar Jackson in uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, And um, you want him playing all the way to the end of the game, regardless. And that's exactly what they're going to do. So Lamar Jackson's my guy. Aaron Rodgers is in the conversation. Deshaun Watson's in the conversation. Ryan Tannehill is in the conversation. I don't mind Russell Wilson against the 49ers. I just said to bet the under in that game, but from a Russ standpoint, Russ could still get you 25 points, and he's going to do it at a sub-5% ownership, which is just crazy to me. Uh, 28.7 points last time he faced San Francisco, and that's on the 49ers defense was much better shape on November 1st. So take that into consideration, but Lamar is the way I go there. At running back, I'm going with the obvious chalk, and that's Alexander Madison at running back. Now, the real core four is – whoever plays running back for the Vikings. This could change. Uh, Madison is banged up a little bit, uh, had a concussion after the appendectomy. So he's in the protocol. We'll need to to get out of there, qualify first. If not him, it's probably going to be Amir Abdullah, which is even cheaper. And I'm fine. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if it's Mike Poon, Amir Abdullah. I am playing the starting running back for the Vikings against the Lions. For a discount, absolutely no doubt about it. That's the running back. Um, Let me go to the tight end position because it's easier. Tight end position this week is going to be George Kittle. It's going to be George Kittle for me. Kelsey's not going to play that much. Uh, I, I think he may play, but not a ton. I like Darren Waller a great deal. Priced up. Also, they have Justin Simmons, who's, for my money, is the best safety in the NFL in 2020. Um, they don't use Simmons much against Darren Waller, but they did last time these two teams uh, faced off. And Waller had, I believe, his least amount of targets all season. He had five targets, three catches for 37 yards. So I don't think they're going to shut him down to that level this time. But I'm not going to take that chance. George Kittle's just so underpriced. He's priced under Kelsey, Waller, Andrews, 
you know, against Seattle, it's a tremendous uh, a matchup. They've been playing Jamal Adams, guy they haven't used in coverage in Seattle either lately. And, you know, that's a, obviously a really good thing. And those tight, when you use Adams up to the line of scrimmage to stop the running game and the blitz, I think he has eight sacks in like 11 games this year. When you're doing that, those tight end drag routes that are a staple of the San Francisco offense, they're just personified. And they're just that much more valuable. And they could spring for that much more big gains in there as well. So um, that's the direction that I would go. I uh, like George Kittle there. And then uh, we go back to the wide receiver position. This is where you're going to get value. And I'm not quite there on my tight, my wide receivers this week. At the top end, I really do like Devontae Adams, of course. I'm not going to play Adams, probably. Ridley, yes. A.J. Brown, absolutely. But I'm leaving the Tennessee situation up to you guys. Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown? My answer would be yes. <laughs> both. I want both. Um, Henry is $2,000 more than A.J. Brown. Um, so you have to take that into consideration. So what I'm going to do, uh, I always like D.K. Metcalf. Uh, I like Chris Godwin, who I think is priced way, way cheap this week as well. But I'm going to go down. I'm going to go to the value bin at the wide receiver position. And th- this is one that I will fully tell you, this could change. And um, depending on who's playing, you know, who's going to sit out ultimately what the final injury reports are, who's resting players and all that. One of those situations I like the most is Nelson Aguilar for the Las Vegas Raiders against Denver Broncos. Now, in that same game, I love Jerry Judy, who's $700 cheaper than Aguilar even. I love both of these matchups. The Broncos' secondary is in absolute disarray. They are on their they have their top three corners that have been out. They're getting passed all over the place. Statement game for the, the Raiders. Derek Carr, is he going to be starting quarterback next year? I, I think he explodes. It's in the higher altitude, right? And the deep ball to Nelson Aguilar is that much more easy to uh, get underneath. I, I think Aguilar has an absolute monster game. I really do. I think the big play is there. He's had enough targets to qualify in cash based on his um, price this week, which on FanDuel is, what, 5800 you know, uh, Michael Uchimedia, former um, Iowa Hawkeye, uh, walk on to Denver. I, I, just nothing. He's been terrible all year long. We've picked on him all year long, our cornerback rating. So, yeah, that Nelson Aguilar will be the guy right there. I'll throw in a bonus. I'll tell you a defense that I really like. Seattle, I just talked about it. I really do like Seattle's defense. Do you realize Seattle, since Jamal Adams has been back, their fantasy points has been 9, 9, 12, 9, and 9? It's incredible. That is fifth most out of all defensive special teams over the last five weeks. Fifth most points. And they haven't had a monster with one game, one 12-pointer, but that's not. They've been fantastic, and they're only $3,900 over on Vandal. So not so bad. I, I like that one a lot. 
All right, folks, that's going to do it uh, for this episode. Again, episode 46, a long 2020. We, uh, it was nice knowing you, not really. Uh, here's to bigger and better in 2021 for all of you. Again, please stay happy, stay healthy. Need every single one of you around in 2021 as we continue to dominate in fantasy sports, sports betting, daily fantasy sports, and every freaking walk of life. We're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast in 2021. I look very much forward to enjoying it with all of you. Uh, Before we go, I want to talk about something Stat Hero just released and never happened before. The first daily fantasy sports book ever is now live. That's right. Sounds exciting, right? It's called Rivals, and it's a DFS sports book. Here's how it works. Stat Hero posts a lineup for a head-to-head matchup against the house. You choose your stakes. You win, and you double up whatever you put in. Those maniacs at Stat Hero changing the game again, folks. Find uh, first it was the uh, the survivor pools I talked about earlier in the show, the fantasy based survivor pools, which were amazing. Now you could play one on one against the house in a daily fantasy contest. This has never happened before in the DFS space. No more competing with thousands of other lineups. No more impossible odds. Uh, no more sharks. You don't have to worry about Jeff Mann's taking it from you take more control of your dfs fate stat heroes daily fantasy sports book is the next chapter in dfs we've all been asking for use the promo code elite e-l-i-t-e for a 25 percent match on your first deposit and now you can play stat hero from any mobile device or desktop at stathero.com Again, everybody, happy holidays to every single one of you, your families, your friends. Stay safe. Stay sound for the new year. Let's keep on winning championships. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing, commenting, telling a friend, and spreading the word about this very podcast. Said a lot of stuff here today. Hopefully you agree. But if you didn't, it's okay, folks. We can disagree. Why? Because this is one man's opinion. We'll see you in 2021, everybody. Do you say?